Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chiropractic Why podcast with me, Johnny Collar. Today, I have um, a chiropractor who I have been working with over the last couple of months, I suppose, a guy called Nick Reynolds, who I have had so much fun chatting through different philosophical ideas with, expanding on some principles. But I have so much respect for, for this chiropractor, primarily just because he works his butt off to learn everything that he can. And that is something that I wish I had probably a little bit of his dedication towards, but also just a genuinely great chiropractor and a good, good guy. So Nick, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Um, for people that are listening at home, if they haven't heard anything about you, can you just give us like a little bit of a, a summary where you studied, where you ended up, what sort of practice you're working at the moment, that sort of stuff? Sure. So um, I studied in the University of Surrey. So I graduated in 2004. So mo- most people probably don't know the University of Surrey actually existed. Um, it was only a small school. It was uh, you had to do a degree before you went there. So it was kind of like an accelerated master's learning process. So it was like two years, eight months. Um, well, it was a good school. Uh, it's probably the same as any any other school. Uh, has its same flaws. Um, yeah, uh, so I graduated there. I, I took a year out actually. Uh, I went to work in Walt Disney World for a year. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought I'd throw that in there. I never knew this. No, no, no. Um, what were you doing? So have you been, have you been to Disney World? Have you ever been? When I was a a long time ago, put it that way. Um, so there's a park called Epcot. Okay. Um, and I was uh, a, a cultural representative for the UK, um, and uh, I worked in the Rose and Crown restaurant. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where my my wife. I don't know why I'm pointing over there, but <laughs> she's not in the corner, don't worry. Nick, I never knew any of this. Oh, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. So you were in like a rest, like in a restaurant working, and how was that? It was it was good. It was good. No, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It, it was like I, I kind of needed a break. My, unfortunately, my my father passed away when I was like in the in the last year of my school. So it's just basically a break. Um, yeah, that must have been tough then in your last year. It, it, it was, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was. Uh, he he passed away like maybe two or three weeks before my clinic entry exam. No way. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of I had a week off. Um, it wasn't really a week off, but uh, yeah, yeah. kind of went back into it. Um, wow, oh, cool! I never knew. I never knew any of this. This is bizarre. Episode. I never. I know. I knew that you did your boards. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I did my boards probably a few years ago. Yeah, because I was going to practice in America, but uh, with all the COVID stuff, it, it just kind of. So, with your your wife was working there as well, or? Yeah, yeah, she was a, a cultural representative as well. Yeah. Two cultural representatives. I love this. It's amazing story. So after you came back from from the states, where did you? What was your first job like? Can you remember any of the like emotions that you felt when you were starting in clinic and entering the big bad world from the difference of student clinic? Yeah. Um, so I, I felt excited. It was exciting. You know, you, you thought, well, this is it. We're we're, we're you know we're, we're getting into it. Um, unfortunately, I, I think. Uh, the place I worked at wasn't the best place when I came back from 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 the states. Um, not no disrespect to anyone, but it just wasn't the the best suited place for me. And I stayed there for a few years, and then then we moved back up uh, to the northwest, and that's where I'm practicing now in a couple of uh, different practices. 
Awesome. So I remember when we first started, when you first started on our 10 week, well, 10 module philosophy course, one of the things that was pretty obvious is you'd done quite a lot of studying in different areas of chiropractic. Has that always been something that you've had a bit of a passion for learning more or? Yeah, I always think, I always think you've got to, you've, you've got to kind of understand what you're doing and you, 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 uh, there's so much out there. You, you just can't stop you shouldn't stop learning every day is a new new school day um so you're always learning so awesome. for, for chiropractors for anyone really you can't yeah i think that one of the one of the things i really enjoy about chiropractic is this idea of like chasing the greats or like chasing yourself in five years because if i look back to where i was to where i am now in my understanding and knowledge of chiropractic there's a huge huge change and i'm kind of excited to see if i can stay motivated in learning where i'll be in the next five years there is like this constant constant more information constant new ideas and that's something i really love about chiropractic i've, I've heard the phrase before um and I think this is what I was uh, at, the, at the beginning when I was practicing um, down in London, is that you, I was almost practicing, I was being like a chiropractor, being a year out of school, but I was repeating that cycle. I wasn't growing, if you know what I mean. And then more recently, I've kind of started to to grow and develop a bit more as, as a chiropractor. So, um, yeah, sometimes you can just, if you don't push yourself, you're just kind of repeating the same, same cycle. Yeah, I think... It happens to a lot of us, isn't it? We we get to a level and um, particularly after, I mean, for you, having done a degree and then studied chiropractic, you do kind of feel like you've done your book time almost. And then for a lot of people, it's, for me, it was very early on. I realized the, the gap of what I needed to know, but a lot of us get hit a little bit down the line of realizing, wow, like time to get back to the books, time to get back to studying. Sure. So when you started uh, the course with us, mm-hmm. You're one of the one of the individuals that we had that already had quite a good level of understanding of chiropractic philosophy, and I know that you are probably a little bit more self-critical of yourself than I am. But where before we'd started working together, had you studied much chiropractic philosophy or read much stuff? I wouldn't say I've studied it formally. Um, I've I've listened to lots of different podcasts, um, lots of different tape uh, audios of like Reggie Gold, um, and I was lucky enough to see him. Uh, he came to Newcastle a few years ago, um, more than a few years ago. Um, but I wouldn't, I would not study it. I'm not, I've never read a, a green book, let's say. So I've never kind of formally studied it, but I've always had an interest. So Reggie Gold up in Newcastle, that would have been with uh, a guy called Craig Heinson, though. Yeah. Craig got him to come over and drove him up, I think, from London. How was that? It was amazing. It was, uh, it's almost like to see like a, a, a real life legend. Um, you don't get, opportunity to see that often do you so yeah was that early on then in your career yeah yeah so i think that was probably 2008 um i, I think something on the phone. I, I remember i worked with craig and his amazing wife is phenomenal chiropractor and craig's now since studied over in canada but i remember him chatting about that and showing me pictures and speaking so fondly of the whole experience yeah, it was. I think it was like three days, and I think the first day was. It was almost. It was. I've never seen this before. The first day was almost like a like a lay lecture. So there's they had people from the practice in in the room with with the chiropractors, um, and it was almost like a like a proper lay lecture from one of you know one of his uh, tapes that he's done in the past. 
And then, then the last couple of days were just him talking to the carriers. Um, yeah. Wow. That must have been amazing then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Um, and, you know, was, it, he, I, I, apparently he got, he got quite tearful at one point when it was, he was explaining about how uh, like the sacrifices chiropractors have made in the past, like going to jail and, and so forth, and new people that have been to jail. And you could tell that he was he was really like passionate, really, yeah. See, that's something that unfortunately I never had the. Well, I think I might have in my first year. I think Reggie might have spoken at ACC, but being the idiot that I was in my first couple of years, or well, the majority of my college life, it wasn't an opportunity that I took. I don't think I even understood who it was or the enormity of of the of the man but everyone seems to say that you could just feel passion emanating from from him for chiropractic yeah for sure for sure yeah and i and i know well for me reggie has had a huge huge effect even though i never met him you know i certainly when i really started to get into chiropractic philosophy any tape that i could get hold of of reggie i would just listen to listen to and i in fact still now his valley of the blind talk which i don't know if you've heard yeah for me is one of the best chiropractic sort of audios out there even though you know if i was to chat about all of his audios it's probably the one where he's chatting the least about chiropractic philosophy but for where i was at the time i remember listening to it and just being like oh my gosh this just makes sense yeah. like yeah. just easy makes sense cool so you had a little bit of an understanding and then Obviously, we started to work together. When you were going through the course, was there a particular module or anything that really jumped out at you? Because I remember we had lots of discussions about lots of different topics. I think, I think the course, without blowing your trumpet, the course is great, and I recommend it to anyone. Um, but I think my favourite module was was actually the, the, the three paradigms of chiropractic because it, it, just, it just makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, just uh, for me, the, the the paradigms lecture and you know the subsequent homework, and normally we end up with a discussion and a call afterwards. The reason I really like that is because it's very easy to almost pull yourself out of where you're at and just looking and saying, like, look, there is these different ways of practicing chiropractic, but let's just be critical and say, what is the pros and cons of each of them? Because there obviously definitely is now. I don't think we know anybody that really practices anymore in that first paradigm. But when I did this exercise, the first time I really read um, the piece by Reggie on these paradigms, I realized that there was a bit of incongruency in between the way that I practice with my, fa my family and myself versus how I would sometimes either communicate or practice with other people. And doing that exercise is something that, you know, if it's good enough for me, and that's what, how I want my family to be looked after. Don't I then have a moral responsibility to, for that to be exactly the same as how I want somebody else to be looked after? Yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, with you, one of the things that we really spent quite a bit of time in looking at was this idea of disease and dyshyphenies. And this was like one of the topics that you really chose to to knuckle down and get into. Why? Why did you pick that? Good question. Um, I, I think I, I picked that because it's it's such an obvious topic, but 
there's so much confusion around it. And because of that confusion, um, people don't really understand then it's quite easy to attack people. And, um, and, and I just want to kind of knuckle down and try and define what it is, what it isn't, why there's that confusion around it. So um, if someone's listening at home, just give us a brief synopsis of, of what you wrote and the differences between disease as a term and the chiropractic term dyshyphenes and sort of where, you know, obviously at the time when we were working, it's a couple of years or is it a year or so after a statement that came out from a couple of associations that probably didn't really help the clarity around those terms? Yeah, well, I, th- I think there's a, there, there was... Um... Uh, pay, uh, a position paper saying that the, the, the vertebral stabilization is, is a historical concept and it's got no, what was it? It's got no, um, it, the, it claims that it causes disease and not supported by any clinical research. And that's fair enough because it doesn't cause all disease. So what what is disease and what is dyshyphenes? Well, disease is like a, is a medical condition with certain signs and symptoms. Um, whereas dyshyphenes is a lack of ease. This basically means a lack of ease. Um, so oftentimes that can get distorted, like I said before. Um, and I, I think some of it comes down to uh, how our profession began. Some of it comes down to, like, la- like I said, lack of understanding uh, and lack of communication. So when we started our profession, uh, DD thought he found the cure for deafness um, and the different articles saying that we've got a cure for all disease. And so that probably didn't help our foundation. Um, but with all ideas, it changes over time. Um, and I think back in 1909, I think D, uh, BJ started to say, started to define dyshyphenes a little bit more, saying it's like in coordination. It's, yeah, it actually said that it's separate from disease. Um, yeah, that's kind of history. Yeah, I mean, I remember when this statement came out, I was like, yeah, of course. I don't think there is a chiropractor that that links those. And I personally, you know, from the the place that I was coming, I found it very frustrating that instead of using the opportunity to, to clarify within the profession and externally the differences between these two terms, because once you study the two terms, it's very, very different. And... I mean, I, I'm still particularly here. Well, in all of the chiropractors I've met around the world, I don't think anybody would say vertebral subluxation causes disease because I don't think there's any way that we can ever say, you know, subluxation A causes, you know, A, even if it does or doesn't cause a symptom, B, and can we label that C? I don't think that's anything that, that chiropractic has ever really done unless, you know, outside the first maybe five to 10 years. I was really frustrated that instead of using it as an opportunity to educate and to say, well, look, these are very different terms. We kind of put out this statement of, you know, of, you know, this is the way, you know, there's no way that vertebral subluxation causes disease. And I was like, well, yeah, of course. But haven't we missed an opportunity here to really chat about what we mean by this term and particularly when we look at chiropractic thinking philosophy and the thought process and how that's evolved the term disease is is quite a core concept Mm. oh yeah for sure and if we if we don't understand like one of the other ones that that often we and we've definitely shared about this is like 
in our definition, we have certain words, particularly like let's look at the definition of vertebral subluxation. We have the idea of mental impulse. But yet if we don't understand what we mean by that term, how can I explain vertebral subluxation? And the same with dyshyphenes. If if we're communicating chiropractic, but yet we don't understand this term in fully, often the logic's going to fall down. But also the way that we communicate is never going to be congruent and succinct to actually what chiropractic is. Sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were when you were writing your paper, yeah. Um, and I, I've got it here in front of me. You know that I'm a big, big fan of the way that you write. So I'm happy to be a bit of a fanboy on this. But, um, and hopefully this this paper, I know we're working on one or two ways of maybe getting it out there. And I really do hope it does get out there for, for people to read and and learn, but also be able to sort of, you know, have a little bit of debate around the term uh, and what we mean. When you're reading into it and some of the stuff that we sent, and obviously we looked at uh, Stevenson and some other stuff, was there anything that you really read that you were like, wow, that just starts to make a bit more sense to me? I, I, oh, that's a good question. Um, I'll put you on the spot here. That's a bit I, unfair. I, yeah, no, that's, that, was a, that was a blind one. Um, I, I think what probably made sense, I, I don't know if it made sense, but it was just how, like, going back in time, is that, like, BJ realized that there was going to be like confusion with the word he even said it back in 1909 that possibly we, we shouldn't use the word maybe we should use incoordination instead and i i just think it's quite interesting like thinking about what he must have been the thought process going on um but well, no. i'll read the quote for people at home that is the quote that you're that you're referring to is Disease is a recognized term in medical and osteopathic ranks and has a certain literal meaning. We have our own interpretation of the word, meaning dis-eased state between creation and expression. But even with this, we do not want, want to use it because many times we would be unable to offer the explanation for the meaning as we understand it. Therefore, we shall use a word which implies more incoordination. Yeah. So early on, and you know, one of the one of the things we've actually chatted quite a lot about is when we're studying these ideas or the penmanship or how these ideas have been expressed, we need to keep in mind the time in which it was written. Oh yeah, for sure, the context and born. Yeah, and, and I think sometimes we do forget to look at that context, mm. and particularly early on, you know, night. Well, this is not before nineteen ten. They had ideas that we needed to make words up from. Now, because of the culture that Didi was in, a very religious culture, um, so there were some words brought over from from religious meaning, but also understanding the language, you know, of the moment and how it was used. So with with dis hyphenes now and your understanding of, of the term, is that something that you've been able to incorporate into how you practice and how you explain things? Uh, I, I, I probably would say yes, uh, because... It, yeah, I, it, it gives me more of an insight into... 
not not using it as a I'm not going to treat your back pain, Mrs. Jones, or, or, or whatever. I'm trying to almost address the underlying issues, the functionality of it. So that almost like the disease is the lack of function. So that's what I've tried to um, almost adapt is to talk more about function as opposed to disease process or conditions or symptoms or blah, blah, blah. When we phrase it like that, it's pretty a, a pretty simple complex, isn't it? I'm, I'm here to help you function your body to function better. And there is one thing that I can do that helps that. Mm. And I don't know what someone's 100% is. No, exactly. There's, and there's a sliding scale for everyone. And we can't, yeah. we can't, I, I, you can't guarantee that you're going to get someone like 100% better, 100% symptom-free. You can just guarantee that you're going to do your best to get them to function as well as they can do. It's the other, one of the, the things that, um, that, you, that you've used in this writing is comparing these ideas back then to some of James Chestnut's ideas of adaptive, adaptive physiology, if I can say the words. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> talk about chiropractors picking bad words. <coughs> I mean, dyshyphenies, we could definitely use plenty of other words to explain a lack of function in coordination. However, you know, I didn't come up with chiropractic, so I don't get to choose the words that were used. Why did you see that link then between these old, old ideas and core ideas of chiropractic to something that James Chestnut had written, you know, I, probably a hundred years later? Yeah, good question. Um, it, it goes back to, I was re- when I was re- researching it, I was reading um, Diddy Palmer's books and he was explaining, uh, like, at the time, like disease, he was saying disease process is almost like an entity, something you've got to get rid of. Um, that was the current thinking at the time. And, and it's, it almost seems like it's the current thinking of the day as well, uh, the modern time. There's a disease and we've got to get rid of the disease. Um, and then DG was explaining that it's, it's actually not just, it's not a disease, it's like a process. It's, it's how your body's adapted over, over time to a certain stressor. And it just seemed, again, it seemed profound that, that at the turn of the 19th century, D.D. Palmer was explaining this just as James Chestnut explains it now. It's, it, it was mind-blowing how, how advanced they were back then. I mean, some of the ideas may be a, a, a nonsense, but this, it, not nonsense, but this is... Uh, was, I know exactly what you're saying, mate. I, you know, this... Uh, the other one of the things that is quite common and i probably get this more than most people is you know why would i chiropractic philosophy is what these people said back in history and sure history has philosophers but philosophy certainly isn't history and one of the thing it changes isn't it over time yeah, exactly. And, and I think when f- for you, there's like this really nice comparison in when we worked going through those paradigms and then to this, we can almost see this evolution of ideas. Yeah. And the I don't know whether evolution is the right word, but more fine tuning of these ideas to, to current understanding. But also when you, you start to read into it in some of the, the references that you've got in here, you really do. I think in this topic, it's very clear to see how hungry at the beginning of chiropractic these chiropractors were for clarity of the ideas Mm. and understanding that if they can understand the logic and work through the logic of it, 
how easier it becomes to explain these concepts and how easier it is for people to get behind them. And you came up with a sort of a more modernized analogy, shall we say, for this. Do you mind sharing that with people that are listening? Sure. Are you referring to my Netflix? I love this Netflix one. Well, it's, I, was, I was watching Netflix the other night. I was watching I was a bit late to the Netflix scene. I was watching The Tiger King, which I thought was amazing. Um, anyway, well, And we actually chat about this on a podcast. Oh, the Tiger King is nuts. Oh, and, and, and without going on the segue, it's, there's, so, there's so much parallels I found with, with chiropractic. It's like almost like there's, there's two extremes and there's like, whoa, what's going on here? I was, and it, but also whenever somebody says like we've got some strange characters in our profession we are nothing we are sane <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely um so yeah basically um the netflix analogy so when you're watching tv you put your tv on you sit back chilling out ready for your favorite program and it's not working you think well, why is it not working um and basically you're trying to do all sorts of things trying to fiddle with you with the controller, fiddle with you in, uh, the, the, the adapter, uh, and, and it just won't work. So why is it not working? Um, basically, it's, it's almost similar to the simple cell cycle. Um, you've got your brain, your brain cell, tissue cell, and if there's, if there's interference between the two, you're not going to have the communication at the end. At the end. And, and simply that was kind of my Netflix analogy. Yeah, I, I mean... Not as- explain terms but you yeah, you've explained it pretty well but often by using these analogies and obviously we always have to be careful with analogies because eventually they do you know they do fall down that's why they're an analogy and not a, a perfect example but when we can understand these concepts in a deeper level and i'm sure there have you know loads of people have used the phrase or whether einstein actually said it if you know something well enough you can explain it simply enough yeah yeah and one of the the real joys of working with people going through chiropractic philosophy is that process of going from it seeming quite scary and intimidating and you know some of the language bit sometimes it can feel like you're studying shakespeare you know like the wording so bizarre and doesn't feel right but then once we get through that sort of glass wall we run through it with a little bit of excitement how much easier chiropractic can become to explain but also what you said where we start to see chiropractic analogies everywhere oh yeah oh for sure yeah you see it you, yeah i think that's a, a a curse of being a chiropractor is you see you see it everywhere you see um the curse of the chiropractor i like that yeah <laughs> i think we've got the title there of the podcast that's that's a that's a great one so for you at the moment if um if we said where we compare before you were before we really sort of sat down and, and studied chiropractic philosophy to where you are now, is there differences that you've noticed in the way that you practice, whether that be your mentality, how you're feeling, your communication? Have, has there been a change for you? I think it starts off with, I think it's more of an, like an internal change is that I, I feel a bit more um, like, I don't want to use the word centered because that seems a bit, but a, a bit more, there's, there's a bit more foundation behind uh, what I'm explaining, what I'm talking about. Um, and obviously with any foundation, if it's on stable ground, it's going to be better. If it's on unstable ground, you, you're a bit less certain, you've got a bit less clarity. Um, so I say that would be probably the biggest, the biggest take home for me is that I feel more certain 
with more clarity in what I'm doing. Which is never, you know, it's always a nice thing to be. Yeah, for sure. That's that's really because it's interesting that that for different people, how studying effectively the same thing can give them different things, but the clarity aspect is is something that a lot of people chat about, and I certainly experienced that myself. The the clarity of of this is the service that I can provide, and how important and valuable that is, but also respecting other, you know other practices and other principles and saying, yeah, that's really good. And that's certainly going to help you in, in some aspects. That's just not what I do. And then the, the, not the joy is probably the wrong word. The ease in which that created then in my mind, instead of thinking about a billion things, it gave me like a little bit of a, a track to run down. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Is that that's the yeah? I mean, stay in your lane is like a is a is a great way to think about. It. But I think when you were chatting about what you were just saying there, the 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 statement that came to mind was, you know, you can't anchor to an unanchored mind or an unanchored heart. Yeah. yeah. And one of the amazing things when you read a lot of this stuff, and probably why it's so so powerful for so many people within chiropractic, is some of these statements that just you go, yeah, that really just clicks for me. Mm-hmm. It really does does click. So when you were writing this, what was the main challenge that you found? Was there, was there a, an area that, because I didn't go easy on you. Some people I'm a little bit softer on. Oh, right, okay. Because of your writing style, I really, we really pushed you. And I know we had a lot of edits. Yeah. But um, it, I mean, a part of it was in a selfish way. I really enjoyed our conversations. There always something good would come from it. So we did go over quite a lot. But was there anything that really you felt if I hadn't have done this, I wouldn't have looked into that? Or because it's often with with chiropractic philosophy, so much out there, right? Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 that's uh, yeah. I, I I would say probably the the for me is the the history behind it. Uh, I, I know you helped with that as, as well. It's that I didn't fully understand. It was like a gap in my knowledge completely. I didn't understand what, when things change, and I, I think don't I don't think anyone ever will know if there was a exactly yeah. from like disease to dyshyphenes. And I think it's probably like a continual sort of thought process was changing with any thought of thought, thought process. It changes, evolves over time, and I, I think, but but having a little bit more. This is what he said in this date. This is what he said in this day. It gave me a bit more, um, yeah, clarity behind it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really interesting when you you know the differences that we see, and you know when we're on the calls that we do with the course, how effectively with the same information, people end up with different questions. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. And I'm always amazed that like just slight different ways of thinking end up with a completely different style of question and we have to go down a complete you know different avenue for you and one of the things with with yourself is when we were chatting about like the logical fallacies it was very easy to to pick out certain instances within our chiropractic life where we'd seen these logical fallacies and and then you bring that back into this paper here, chatting about the strawman argument where we're almost attacking an idea that was never the idea. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. How how do you think that within within chiropractic we can sort of move away from a lot of these straw man arguments and we get these arguments within the profession where you know one hand's saying one thing and the other hand's arguing no you didn't say that you you said this yeah. I, I think I think it comes down to understanding and understanding and communication and also being really not strict but but re, but thinking before we speak. I, I I often don't think before I speak, um, but if we if we just really hone our communication and and say what we mean, um, and think before before we can speak, we've got to think, um, and if we do that, then I think we'll be fine. What what you just said is is really powerful for a lot of people listening because we often you know chiropractic is a philosophy, science, and an art, and it was written in that order for a reason. You know we've got think first yeah what is the what i'm going to do and then the how am i going to do it we have this you know and right we've chatted about that simon sinek's idea of the golden circles with the why at the core but then even outside of this we get um you know probably one of the most successful self-development books napoleon hill think and grow rich yeah oh yeah 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 sure it's we need to get the thought process down yeah because otherwise the how and the what could end up being something completely different. Yeah. In fact, we actually chatted a bit about this, didn't we, where Napoleon Hill gives this award to, to Didi, as to, to BJ, sorry, and the medal. I think we, we chatted about the article that I sent. Yeah. There's definitely like a really nice parallel there. Yeah, because didn't didn't he have he have a he had a son that was had um like de- deaf ironically deafness issues or some or something along those lines and he got great results with chiropractic care. Yeah, I, I mean, I need to dig into the story a little bit more, and hopefully, in a in a lecture or two that's going to come up, I can round it out. But there is some amazing parallels between that. That think first, yeah, and then even you know, in my mind, I've got my mum saying think what you're going to say before you say it <laughs> but often it, it you know on a macro level that isn't something that we've done we haven't spent enough time thinking yeah. about the chiropractic thought process and then we wonder why our how and our what doesn't have the impact and, and that's why I, I think coming back to like education and schools is, is i think that's why it's important instead of just like throwing the idea away boom, it's history it's, it's not important um, is to actually think about it and see see where it came from. So you see where things can be adapted or changed, but to actually kind of think about where it came from. And then I think from there, then you can grow, as you said, to kind of grow out. But we don't, at school, we don't have that. Um, we seem to just push that to one side. It's history. Let's forget about it. Yeah, it's a bit like the uh, like the hammer analogy where we say, like, sure, you can use a hammer to whack a screw in but it wasn't designed for that yeah. and then almost bringing it back full circle to your paper of yeah a hammer does have the word ham in it but i don't think anybody's putting a hammer in a sandwich and enjoying it that's true <laughs> so like understanding that similar words can have different meanings so if there was um just for the people listening, just to sort of round out this idea, if you could sum up in a couple of sentences your paper and your thoughts that you wrote through this this process with us of the differences of disease and disease and why that is important for us to know as chiropractors, give it to somebody in as you know in a, in a paragraph, as it were. Oh 
I love putting you on the spot. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, I think before we need to know our de de definition. So disease is a disease process. Um, this hyphenase is a lack of ease or lack of function. Um, so what was the question? I always do this. What was it? So the differences between them and why it's important that we know that as chiropractors. Yeah. So if, if you don't, if, if you don't know the definitions, if you don't know the understanding behind it, then we're going to get confused. We're going to talk about diseases that we should be talking about dyshyphenies. We should, we, we're going to get lost as I am doing now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But honestly, I, I don't think you realize how easy, well, how hard it can be sometimes. I'm asking you questions as well. I, I know that I put you on the spot um, and really pushed you for this one. So you can blame me, blame me for sure, for sure. So just to sort of then round it out for you, when we look back at going through, you know, this, this structured time of, of studying chiropractic philosophy and and obviously there's there's lots of ways out there to study and it might not be be with us but if you were you know to give a little message to people listening why would you encourage them to or would you encourage them to study chiropractic philosophy yeah yeah for sure of course i would um because uh, like i said before it's 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 the foundation of what we do whether whether um you practice one way or another way it, it's fine it doesn't doesn't matter and there's no, I, I don't think we should have this kind of like we, we're all it should be all embracing kind of thing really and and it's just important to know where we've come from you know um and understand what where it's come from and if we if we can do that then there's more similarities between us all as opposed to differences so mm -hmm. i yeah i think it's important to know the the history behind it the, the reasoning behind it yeah i think that's a, a lovely 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 note to end on nick uh thank you so much for taking some time out of your day um i know i know you're across a lot of different practices at the moment helping lots of people out and on top of that studying so so thank you very much um if there's somebody that's listening and i'm sure there will be that wants to get in touch and maybe chat about some of the stuff that came up or or maybe would like to send you a message to to possibly read the article that you were you wrote how would they do that sure um uh, so i'm on instagram in instagram uh, instagram it's a new one <laughs> uh, instagram um uh, my name is like hashtag hashtag the scientist um Perfect. The, the reason being i like cold play um <laughs> uh and or you can email me um it's kyra nick 92 hotmail.com perfect and obviously with all of the stuff that we'll put out we'll make sure you we tag you and hopefully um we'll have a little bit of a discussion on social media about these two terms and and how we can possibly communicate them better to to grow the profession and and, and have a greater reach but once again, Nick, thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate your time. It has been, over the last couple of months working with you, it's been an absolute pleasure, so much fun. And from my perspective, it has been amazing to see the certainty that's changed, but also going from a position where you thought you didn't know so much to now having a lot more confidence in yourself and about chiropractic it sounds a little bit patronizing but it's just been really really nice to see and obviously i know the differences in the practice and stuff like that so that's been pretty badass as well so honestly may it's been always a pleasure chatting to you um and like i've said before i hope that this paper here sees the light of day and lots of people can read it so thank you very much guys if you're listening at home um 
I hope we've given you something to think about. Uh, have a little read into those ideas of disease and disease, and I'll make sure we put some quotes up. Please make sure you're following us on all social media. And um, if you found this interesting, make sure you, you screenshot it, put it on your Instagram stories, tag us in it. We'd love to know what you thought. Um, if you completely think we're nuts, let us know. If if you agree or you've got some different ideas, I'd love to, to have a debate about it. But keep on going on and keep on enjoying chiropractic.